Thank you, Terry. May God add his blessing to the reading of the scripture this morning, and may the words from my mouth be what each of us need to hear. Does anybody here get nervous flying? I do. I don't like to fly. You know, there are many famous people who, some have passed away now, but who had a great fear or who have a great fear of flying. Did you know that there's a long list? I Googled it, and there must have been 50 people on that list, famous people. People like, everybody knows that if you're a football fan, you know that John Madden would never get in a plane, and so he bought his own bus so that he could travel from game to game to announce. People like Jennifer Aniston, Sandra Bullock, Jennifer Lawrence, Nick Jonas, Billy Bob Thornton, Britney Spears, Ben Affleck, many others, including President Ronald Reagan, who had a fear of flying. And in an interview that was done once on board of Air Force One, the president was asked after a couple of years of being in office if he had overcome his fear of flying. And he said, overcome it? I'm holding this plane up in the air by sheer willpower. Some of us can relate to that. I can. I don't enjoy it, and uh, I do have somewhat of a fear. You're not alone if you have fears whatever they might be. Everybody is afraid of something. The kids, you heard them name some things, and we all have our fears. After actress Janet Leigh saw herself on the screen in that old Alfred Hitchcock horror film, Psycho, remember that one? After she saw herself in that famous shower scene, she you know, it was a very violent scene and very scary. She was afraid to take showers for the rest of her life. Did you know that? For the entire rest of her life, she said, I stopped taking showers. I only take baths. And when she stayed anywhere where there was only a shower available, she said that she would panic. And she said, I make sure that the doors and windows of the house are locked. And I leave the bathroom door and the shower curtain open. I'm always facing the door, watching no matter where the shower head is. Can a scene in a movie make anybody that afraid? Apparently so. Even the actress that knew that it wasn't real still causes fear. In fact, I think there are some people, some of us, who should be aware of how late in the evening we watch those scary kind of shows and those violent kind of shows because uh, it might go with us (laughs) into our dreams at night. But the scariest program on television for me these days is the 6 o'clock news. There's nothing more scary than that these days. But people have all kinds of fears. Who ever heard of a guy named, a, a, a comedian named Joe Ansis? Ever hear of him? Nobody ever heard of Joe Ansis. The reason that you haven't heard of him is because of fear. You see, in the late 40s, guys like Buddy Hackett, heard of him, right? Rodney Dangerfield, Lenny Bruce, and other young comics in New York who were just getting started. They all hung out at a place called Hanson's. It was a luncheonette in, uh, on Broadway. And Joe Ansis was one of those up-and-coming young comedians. And those, all those other famous guys that I just named 
always just really, he, he really, Joe really made them laugh. And they told him that he was the funniest man that they'd ever heard, the funniest comedian that they've ever heard. But he was terrified of audiences. He could joke with his fellow comedians at Hanson's, but he performed once when he was a teenager, and that was it. He said he would never get up in front of an audience again. Joe Ansis went into selling aluminum siding, and that's what he did for a living. He just couldn't handle the fear of getting in front of a group of people, only the people that he knew. And some of us can understand that and relate to that. There are folks who are terrified to get in front of a group. The sad thing about fear is that it limits us. I called this message, Afraid of Flying, but it's not really about flying on airplanes, although that could be a fear. Fear of flying on planes is a big deal for a lot of people, including myself. Red Orbach, who was the legendary coach of the Boston Celtics, learned this the hard way, back, way back in 1963. Orbach was scouting, and he was very involved in scouting for his team in those days. And after he scouted a player named Billy Green from Colorado State, Orbach decided that he wanted to make Green his number one draft choice. And so he drafted him. And the kid looked great in training camp. But when he came into Orbach's office, just before the season was about to start, he had a request that was like dropping a bombshell on the coach. He said, I don't fly and I want to discuss my special travel arrangements. Well, Orbach realized too late that Green was afraid and that he thought that he could, be travel, he could travel by train and meet the team in the cities where they played. He said that he did everything he could to talk him into flying because that wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to be able to travel on his own. And finally, he told him that he had no choice. He either had to fly on the plane or he was going to have to cut him from the team. And so Green was cut from the team and never had the opportunity to play. Fear of flying on airplanes limited Billy Green. But that's not the kind of flying that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the picture that we find in Scripture, that picture of soaring taking wings and flying like an eagle. God has placed so many possibilities before us and within each one of us. God gives us so many opportunities. The only thing holding us back many times is fear. We're afraid. For many years, the San Diego Zoo had a small giraffe compound, and there were several giraffes in this compound. And as you know, giraffes are tall and graceful, beautiful animals, but they're big too. And they're muscular. And being so tall, you might think that they're thin, but if you've ever seen one up close, and I think most of us have at a zoo at one time or another, you see that they are definitely not skinny. They are very beefy, thick. Their legs are powerful. One good kick can scare off a, a, a lion who might be thinking that they're going to attack. But for years, these giraffes were kept in a, a small area 
There was no cage holding them in. There were no bars. There were no walls put up. Just a simple moat, a dry moat with no water in it, no deeper than the giraffe's knee. And that, was, that moat was put up all the way around the compound where they lived. And freedom was just a few steps away for them. All they had to do was step down into that moat and over, and they could have been free. But they did not do that. They were trapped because not one of them would take the risk of stepping down into that moat and across for fear of breaking its neck. It was just built into them not to do that. I wonder how many of us are limited by our fears. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. Uh, What if it doesn't work? Fear of looking foolish. What are people going to say about me if I try this and it doesn't work? Fear of being hurt. Fear of being alone. Fear of intimacy. Fear of being taken advantage of because it's happened to us so many times before. Fear of change. Fear of being criticized. The list goes on. I wonder if you or I recognize any of these fears as fears of our own. Now, listen to the good news. Terry read this for us a short time ago. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? This was Jesus talking. Yet, not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Jesus says, don't be afraid. That's the good news. You and I don't need to be afraid. Let me give you three reasons we don't need to be afraid. The first one is common sense. The other two, Jesus tells us about. First of all, most of our fears are worse than what's really happening or going to happen. That's common sense. Threatened layoffs, drugs and weapons in schools. We have every right to be fearful these days, right? All the crazy things we see happening around us. In the book, Scared to Life, the author writes about a study that explains why we shouldn't let fear rule our lives. First of all, 60% of our fears, 60%, that's more than half, are totally unfounded. 20% are already behind us. 10% are so petty that they don't make any difference anyway. 4 to 5% of the 10% that are left are real, but there's nothing we can do about them. And then finally, that means that 5%, only 5% of our fears are fears that we can do something about. I don't know how accurate these figures are, but my guess is that for some of us, they understate the problem. We tend to blow our fears way, way out of proportion to our real-life situation. Now, why do we do that? Here is where Jesus' words are so welcome to our ears. Two reasons that so many of us are afraid. We have doubts about ourselves, first of all. In Robert Schuller's book, Power Thoughts, he writes about a woman whose name was, he called Sweet Alice. 
At the age of 12, sweet Alice was already in jail. She was pregnant at 13, homeless by the time she was 15, and she had attempted suicide. Sweet Alice was convinced that she had ruined all of her chances in life and that she would never make anything good out of her life. It, could, it would have been easy for her to give up, to give in to her fears, and to settle for a life of failure quietly. But then one day, sweet Alice met a Jewish woman named Annie Kahn. Annie Kahn told sweet Alice that she had a million-dollar smile and that she had great potential. No one had ever said anything like that to sweet Alice before, and she really needed to hear those words. She began to take action. And in 1965, when the Watts riots were flaming up in Los Angeles, she formed a group called, the, called POW, Parents of Watts. And these parents worked together to improve their community. Sweet Alice gave away her own house to start a program for homeless people. Then she was able to, through the years, as God provided, provide many more homes to people who were homeless. She was convinced that God rewarded her giving by giving her more to do. In 1993, Sweet Alice received a Hero Award and Essence Magazine's Essence Award for her work with the homeless. She was recognized alongside senators, many famous people, artists, Olympic athletes, for her contribution to American society and to the poor. And all because one person noticed her and told her that she had that million-dollar smile and that she had potential. Some of us are ruled by our fears because we don't have confidence in ourselves. That lack of confidence hold us, holds us back from achieving what God has called us to achieve. We have doubts about ourselves. We also have doubts about God. Many of us who say we are followers of Jesus really don't trust God. We're afraid of success because we think that we don't deserve it and that God will swat us down if we try to achieve it. We ask ourselves, do I deserve this? Do I even live in a friendly universe? Because for many of us, it's not a friendly universe. It's filled with a God of anger, a God who is always judging us, a God who intervenes in his universe to punish some people and to reward other people. And so, even if we never say it's a problem in our lives, it really is a problem. For some of us, the problem is our own guilt. Guilt over our own sin keeps us from trusting God. Guilt causes more anxiety than we even can imagine. I don't feel guilty, we say, but we still are uneasy. We feel like we're unworthy. We don't deserve it. Still, we are afraid. We need to understand that we are forgiven. We are forgiven by a God. He's not constantly standing there, keeping score, keeping a tally on the good we do and the bad. And if, if, if we happen to do more good than bad, then we'll make it to heaven. That's not the God that we know. Our God is a God of unimaginable love and forgiveness. Listen again to Jesus' words. If you wonder what you're worth, he says, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? They're not worth much. Sparrows aren't worth much at all. Yet, 
When one of them falls to the ground, God knows it. And God cares. Then he says something that really throws me. He says, the, hair, the hairs on your head are numbered. Now as the years go by, it's getting easier to keep track of how many I have. But to think that God knows that much about me. Look at Dave. I, I could count the hairs on Dave's head. But it's, it's, it, you mean so much to him that he knows every little detail about you. And then he goes on to say, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many of those sparrows. Don't be afraid. Those are the words that we need to hear. In this world today, and with everything that's going on, we have lots of reasons that we could come up with to be afraid, don't we? There are many, many things to fear. But Jesus says, believe in yourself. You are a child of God. You are somebody special. Jesus told us that we are so important to this loving God that even the hairs on our head are counted. We're pretty important. And then remember this. God has it under control. No matter how bad it looks, God has it under control. So spread those wings. Don't have a fear of flying ever again. Amen.